What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Chris Amania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man. Oh, Look at powerful questions. <laughs> Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Welcome back to the Chris Van Vliet Show. And you guessed it, yeah. I'm your host. Chris Van Vliet, if you haven't yet, please subscribe on whatever platform it is you're listening on right now. And if you're feeling extra generous, maybe I could persuade you to leave a review as well. If you do, if you do, I will give you the best high five ever the next time I see you and when it's okay to give high fives again. Mm -hmm. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online, and it's hard not to smile when you're talking with smiley Kylie Ray. I mean, her energy, her positivity, it just radiates through with like everything she does. But it wasn't always that way. Mm -mm, no. She opens up in our conversation about being at her lowest point when she was with AEW, which led to her taking a break from wrestling. We talk a lot about Star Wars here because she was wearing a Star Wars shirt, which led to me asking what her favorite Star Wars movie was. And I was shocked at her answer. You will be shocked at her answer, too. Even if you're not a Star Wars fan, you'll be like, what? So we'll get into that in just a sec. But I'm still blown away by everybody who's, who has felt extra generous and who has left a review on Apple Podcasts. So thank you. I'm so grateful for the support. And I will keep reading one out on every single episode because you are the most important part of the show. So keep them coming. Josh0455 says, honestly, the best wrestling podcast out there. I love how Chris always lets his guest answer the question fully and giving them time to think of an answer, always showing his guest with treating his always showing his guest with respect. There we go. Not making them uncomfortable. This man is the goat when it comes to wrestling interviews. I can't wait for what's next for this awesome and amazing podcast with the best wrestling interviewer out there. Wow. Josh, oh, that is very kind of you. Uh, thank you. And thank you to everyone for the very nice tweets and Instagram comments about the interview we did with Peyton Royce. I'm glad you enjoyed that one as much as I did. She's awesome. She's so awesome. Can't wait to see her hopefully one day get a run as the women's champion. And the same can be said about my guest today. Kylie Ray as the knockouts champion. Hmm. Sign me up for that. And from the sounds of it, she has her eye on that. Did you know, by the way, did you know she used to work at Pro Wrestling Tees? How incredible is it that she worked at Pro Wrestling Tees and now her merch is being sold at Pro Wrestling Tees? That's incredible. She's done a lot. She's had an incredible four years. She debuted four years ago and man, the future is so, so bright for her. A lot of incredible opportunities in Impact Wrestling. You could say the future is as bright as her smile. You could say that. Yeah, it, <laughs> it works. Let's get right to it. Here we go. It's Smiley Kylie Ray. Well, Kylie Ray is joining me, but you're you're not alone here from the looks of things. Who's this? She already she's making her appearance. Uh, this is Gemini. Can you wave? Wait. No. <laughs> Um, yes, this is our wiener dog. Uh, her name's Gemini. We've had her for a little over a year. We rescued her and she's amazing. So I hope you don't mind that she's joining us. No, please. I've actually written a whole bunch of questions for Gemini. So this is okay. great that she's joining us. All right, get ready. <laughs> look at the look on her face. So you were based in Chicago right now, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Born and All raised. Right. <laughs> but born and raised. Yeah. Are you a, I was going to ask something else, but now I'm just so interested. Are you a deep dish pizza person person? Uh, I wasn't growing up. I will be honest, but, um, within the past few years, I actually, I enjoy it, but it's not my go-to. I like thin crust. I'm going to be honest. I'm with it's you. So 
filling. It's so filling. And, you know, I like to eat a lot. And, you know, just one piece will fill me up with deep dish. So I'm a thin crust. I'm with you. I just, yeah, I don't feel like it. I don't think pizza should be eaten with like a fork like that. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, well, I'm happy to hear this. I'm happy to hear we're on the same page with this. Pretty clicking. I love it. <laughs> Chicago's been very, uh, like the city's been, been very tight about the coronavirus and everything going on there. How do you feel like things are going in, in your bubble? You know, for the most part, I, it, it was hard initially at first because we didn't have all the information. So naturally we're going to be like, Oh, do we really have to stay inside? We're going to downplay it. But once everything started coming out more information and, um, just, seeing the pain that everyone else was going through um that was unfortunate enough to you know get this virus uh that's when it kind of put things in perspective and just be like hey it's it's not that hard to just stay in for a little bit or you know it's not that hard to just wear a mask if you're saving the life of somebody else you know even multiple people you're saving the life of think of how many people you come in contact with just like when you go to the gas station you're just pressing you know you're using the pin pad or like um, for example, now our gyms are open. So that's something like we have to, um, wash before and after same with training. So, um, it was, it was a little hard to adapt to at times, like when it would be a long period of time, just, you know, being alone, you'd get a little stir crazy, but, uh, I honestly, I didn't mind it. I'm kind of an introvert. So <laughs> like, I feel like in wrestling, we're on such like a high for like the shows, that it's fine to like just decompress during the week. So um, yeah, and we were still filming with impact and everything. So um, it was nice having like, like here we're doing all this, but then, you know, you get to just relax at home and luckily we haven't gotten sick here. So good. I'm glad to hear that. You you probably had a lot of bookings that were on the horizon. I mean, it was the lockdown really happened right before WrestleMania. So you probably had a lot of stuff that got canceled or has now been postponed to who knows when. Right. Exactly. And like, even like dream matches, like I was going to wrestle like killer Kelly and she's somebody who's been on it, like a bucket list of mine for so long now. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if I will ever get that opportunity again. So hopefully, you know, um, but everything happens for a reason. And I truly believe this is just like the universe, the universe working itself out. And, um, it's a transitional phase, right? I'm a Cubs fan, so I had many years of transitional, like the rebuilding phase. So, <laughs> so I don't this is a rebuilding phase for humans in general, then. Right. Sure. I love the shirt you're wearing right now, which ties into the. There's a stormtrooper behind you for anyone who's just listening to us on the podcast. Yeah. Sorry, are you a, you're a big Star Wars fan? I am. I do. Um. I like it a lot. I'm not as much growing up, but I feel like now I have a new appreciation for it. I will admit I do chuckle a little bit watching the um, the initial ones that came out <laughs> just because it's crazy to see like um, the most recent one compared to the first one that came out, just how everything has changed. And then like parts that weren't supposed to be funny are kind of funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just all around. It's it's fun. Like it's it's a little bit of everything. And it's got something for everyone, especially now that Disney took over. You know, it's got like, <laughs> it's fine, but like, I get it. <laughs> what is, which is your favorite Star Wars film? Okay. Uh, mine is episode one and people will like, what? I know. I know. People just make fun of me every time I tell them that, but I can't help it. I think it's just because like, it had a little bit, bit of sentimental value because like I saw it with my entire family and that was like one of the last times like everyone was really together. So like, it's just, it's like, I don't know. I got to see you with everyone. And I like was in love with Darth Maul. He is one of the most underrated villains of all time. And like, how do you not, I don't know. He's, he, that's the only movies in, so. I just feel like the correct answer is four five or six. And, yeah. and when anyone strays outside of that, it's like, and I'm not a huge Star Wars fan by any means. And I'm pretty sure episode one is usually the last on everyone's list. But of course, I'm like, yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> and you're like, and the worst movie is Return of the Jedi. I hate that thing. Right. So bad. No, it's not. I, I liked. I genuinely enjoyed all of them. A couple were a little rough to get through, but um, 
I try to appreciate stuff for what it is. And um, yeah, I, I enjoy it. Next thing you know, you're going to tell me that Jar Jar Binks is your favorite character. Oh, no. No, okay. But honestly, Darth Maul is, but Dar or Jar Jar Binks, I had his action figure growing up. <laughs> it's just, I'm embarrassed. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> I think you might be blushing now. I know. I'm like starting to sweat. And I'm just like, oh, this is a, it's a bad look. Oh, okay. All right. I need some redemption. Let's pick a new topic. Yeah, well, I we feel like you have a whole like shelf of, uh, of nerddom a little bit behind you there. What do we got? Uh, is that Spider-Man? Spider-Man, yeah, we have um, we have a little Buddha too, bringing us some like good luck. Uh, and then, yeah, I think there's more Star Wars stuff. And then we have a little pop vinyl, um, like a custom Kylie one. So that was kind of oh, nice. that's awesome. Yeah, somebody made it for me, and it was just really cool. I actually got two. One was from um, our friend Tyler, and then another one was from somebody down in Houston. So that's cool. Oh, that's. Some of like my some of my fans are like some of the sweetest people I've ever met. Like, and most of I I have never met them, but um, they'll send me stuff online, and it's just like, especially when I'm going through like a hard time, just reading some of the stuff that like they said. It's just it uh it helps me throughout the day. So I don't know, I'm lame. It's, I mean, what a nice surprise when you see something like that online. Right. Like, how do you not just you know you feel special at that point? Well, I think the thing, and you, you must be aware of this, that you make people feel special just by the presence that you have. Whether they know you or not personally, your presence comes through the screen. And I think people feel like they have this real intimate connection with you. Oh, thank you. Sorry. Now I'm blushing. Now the blushing. <laughs> no, um, I don't know what it is. Like, I can't, I, I'm, I'm genuinely just an awkward person in real life. And I feel like a lot of um, wrestling fans tend to be very awkward as well. So maybe they're, uh, they see a little bit of themselves in me. Uh, Cause that's, that's kind of what I would tend to gravitate towards. Like when I was a fan, like whatever I felt relatable to, like I would just, that, that was what I was a fan of. Like for example, Shawn Michaels is my favorite wrestler. And like, he was like the ultimate underdog, right? Like he was, you know, he's the smaller one. Like, um, but yeah, just a huge fan. Like I just, like I felt his pain and yeah, I don't know. So that, that was, sense. so Shawn Michaels, who else, you know, were you really invested in growing up? Uh, okay. I wasn't invested in him growing up, but Macho Man is my second, like he's number two on the list. Um, obviously I, when I was growing up, I didn't have access to his matches as much. Um, but now that I've been wrestling, he, I just have a new appreciation for him uh his promos his in-ring work he's just he's one of the i mean we all know he's the macho man no i'm just kidding okay that was good <laughs> come on give us some i used to work at pro wrestling tees and on my last day um they like played macho man's theme for me and they they used to sell like macho man just like all macho man gimmicks like the sunglasses and like the bandana and like the cape and they had me like put it on and I hadn't had a match yet at that point, but one of my like all time dreams was just to get streamers thrown at me. <laughs> like I never had streamers thrown at me. I thought it was the coolest thing. Like I would, we would watch ROH and it was just so cool. So like, um, I did like my entrance <laughs> and they just all started throwing streamers at me and I started crying and I think it's like on Facebook somewhere, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, it turns out like a couple of years, a couple of years later, I ended up having a match and like streamers were thrown at me and I was like, one of the best feelings in the world. So this might <laughs> be one of the greatest success stories that you worked at pro wrestling tees and now your merch is being sold at pro wrestling tees. Right? I know it's yeah. Poetic justice. No, I don't think, is that really poetic justice or that's like come full circle? <laughs> I think poetic justice would be like, they fired you and then now they're selling your shirts. <laughs> okay, then never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Well, were you actually printing shirts there? No, I was um, doing shipping and handling. So uh, I messed up a good amount. Ryan was very patient with me. <laughs> <laughs> but no overall it was it was so much fun it was just like a good crew of people um so you know even though you're doing like the same work every single day it's just the camaraderie and then like everyone's just so chill so you just like it's like hanging out with your friends so um. and this is before pro wrestling tees was the massive company that it is now i i feel like 
were still pretty big then. Sure. Because it was only just 2015. I want to say 2014 or 2015. So it was it was fairly recent. But yeah, they weren't like like AEW wasn't a thing yet. So like. Yeah, that partnership. I mean, he, Ryan's been crushing it since that. Yeah, huge. And they were already so successful as it was. So it was like you should see some of the stuff that he does, though. It's just he's so like just smart with the different avenues of his business. Like it's just so creative and innovative, and like even like the outside of his shop just looks so awesome. And then like you go inside, and it's like there's couches, and like the walls are painted, and even where we train for wrestling, like it's like brick and it's, it's, it's beautiful. Like, I don't know if you've ever been to Chicago. Oh yeah, we have. Okay. It's, I, I, last time I but, saw you was in Chicago, I've right. been talking to Ryan about having him on the show and you know, he's a busy, busy guy, but now after you telling these stories here, I'm like, I need to push to make this happen. He has such an incredible yeah. story. Oh yeah. And he, yeah, it's like, like he built, his company from the ground up and like to see where it is today. It's just, it's insane. So, um, yeah, he's, he's a very admirable person. So, um, I recommend him. <laughs> what shirts were you shipping the most? Like when you were, when you were shipping them, you're like, Oh geez, another one of these ones. Uh, a lot of bullet club shirts. I feel oh, like yeah, sure. bullet club, young bucks, stone cold was also, um, he had just started like, it wasn't the end, like the, some t the TV show, like the Broken Skull, Skull Ranch, I think. Yeah. So that had like just started so all of that merch was being sent out. So I remember doing like koozies, like there were so many koozies, like the Stone Cold koozies. Um, but yeah, I would say that was that was a good. And then like, I think there were a lot of like Kevin Steen DVDs. Okay. Like, for, yeah, like random like DVDs would be sent out, but it would always be like the Kevin Steen ones. So. Um, yeah, or even if they they would like drop like a new a new shirt, that would be like the big, the big thing. But for the most part, it was like a little bit of everything because they had like one hour tees, they had pro wrestling tees, and then they had like the barbershop window. I think so. Like they had so many different types of <clears throat> shirts that we can just send out. It wasn't just wrestling shirts. So and was it you you were like training at the time, and obviously that was starting to take up more of your time, and you finally had to say. All right, wrestling is going to become my job now, not this. Well, no, I was in school at the time and training full time. And I think I was like just in the process of graduating. And then I found, yes, I just graduated college and I found like a job that was quote unquote in my major. Like that what was, your major? was like, I felt, um, it was in communication. And then I, yeah, me too. No way. Oh, that's awesome. And then I did like, minor in marketing so it was just like marketing pr work and once i got there it wasn't what i thought it was and i realized like hey what i love is wrestling like why would i leave a job that you know just because that's what i thought i was supposed to do um and that's when i just like pulled the trigger and decided to move to houston and start training at booker t's so which um, i mean that's a huge move to basically move from the top part of the country to the southernmost part of the country. What thought goes into going Booker T school is the right place to be? Well, I was initially going to start at a different school there because I didn't think I can get into Booker's. It wasn't until I think like a week before, or even like a couple of days before I was leaving somebody who I um, had met through the training school up here had like a, um, mutual friend or like a connection to get into bookers so i still had that other company like i don't want to say like in my you know like my plan b but i was like oh, okay like you know thinking about if you're going to train at booker t's or a not well-known place i guess you could say and nothing oh, yeah. against the other place but like booker t's a hall of famer and he's found a different you know it's just point blank yeah, one um, of the best wrestling schools in the world <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah, I'd be enough to even try to go there. So uh, once I got down there and had the meeting, and also I didn't know anybody down there. So like, that was another thing. I had like a second cousin who lived like an hour north of me. And I had met him once, I think. Um, but yeah, once I got down there, I, I think I just thought, you know, if I have wrestling, I at least I'll I'll be able to make some friends or meet some people, you know, because usually wrestlers were taught like we take care of our own. So, yeah, once I got down there and started 
the first month I wasn't wrestling and I did not meet any person. So I was just by myself every day. It was so, um, it was an adjustment we'll say, but I think it like taught me to grow up like very quickly. And, uh, once I started wrestling down there, then I started like meeting new people. And that's when like, I feel like I really learned the most was in those like first two months at bookers. And that's when, I had my first match and like, it's just snowballed from there. I feel like my entire career has happened so quickly. I don't even know if I've had a chance to like actually breathe and kind of realize what's going on, you know, like where I'm actually at. If that makes but sense. I mean, it's, it's been, what a ride you're on. Congratulations. Cause I mean, you. you debuted four years ago and look at you now. Yeah. Right. Like, cause when I say it, I'm like, if I think about it in hindsight, August 26th of this year, will be seven years since I started training. But March was just four years since my debut. So like, yeah. if you think about it, it's like four years. Oh, that's not that long. But then you think like seven years, it's like, okay, it's kind of a long time. But like, yeah, it's just a different game when you're actually working matches because you're learning like at such a quick pace. And like, I've had opportunities, like, I don't know how I've been this is, like so blessed to get put in some of the opportunities I've been put in. But I, yeah, I, I feel like I've I've learned even more being able to have opponents um, who are just like head and shoulders above me. And like, it's, yeah, it's just been a wild ride. It's, I can't what, complain been, at all. <laughs> what's been one of those opportunities where you pinch yourself and go, hold on, I'm wrestling who? I think one of my biggest, like, I had always wanted to wrestle Orange Cassidy. And like, that was like, I, he was just on my list. Like that was like, it was just a dream match of mine. And, um, I remember I, I talked to, um, the promoter at beyond with Drew and he was like, okay, like, who do you want? And I was like, would this be okay? And he's like, yeah, like, like, let's do it. And it ended up being like main event. And it was like the most I'd ever done an event, like the most I've been pushed. And he like, he like believed in me, like even the stuff I was like, ah, I'm a little nervous. He's like, no, you got it. And I was like, dude, that's so cool. And it was the type of match that like, I hadn't really had before like I wasn't used to that style so like it was just it was amazing like I still talk about it like obviously I go back and I wish like there were some things I could have done differently and some things I would have changed but I think like that's one of the first people that come to mind and like there's honestly so many other people like I wrestled Tessa I think three different times now and she possibly four including multi-person matches and she always makes me better like I always leave that ring better than when I walked in and I can't thank her enough like She's very good. Like she's one of the best. Yeah. Your matches with Tessa on YouTube have, I think, I think one of them has like four million views. Oh wow! I did not know that. That's humbling. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't remember where it was, but I'm sure you know. Um, you probably know exactly which match I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, there's. I mean, there's been three. So All right, I'll look it up. I'll look it up so we can we can see. Okay, I was gonna say even I was like I'll I'll be looking it up after this. Don't let's worry. see. I mean, we might as well if we're talking about it. So let's see. Uh, it is your match with. Go, what's that? No, I was gonna say I always go back and watch my matches just to see like. Do you um, want to guess which I, one it is? Uh, is it in Milwaukee? Is that Zello? Yes. Okay. Okay. It's that. That's the one. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's the one. It was uploaded June 9th, twenty eighteen. Okay, yeah, I remember. I think I watched. Did everyone go watch this match now? Pretty, yeah, I probably will. To be honest, it's also like it's fun to see like how far we've come, just like as wrestlers in general, or like anything that we do. Like, um, let's say we we start something, and then two years later, we're still doing that same thing. I would like to think if we're actually working hard at whatever we're doing, we're going to progress. So like seeing yeah. going back and looking at our previous work, it could be like in a way inspiring and also like, Hey, it's, it's good to, you know, reflect on how far we've come and like appreciate that, but also like not take anything for granted and work like even harder for the future. So I just think that's great life advice. That's not just wrestling. Like if you're not looking back six years, six, six months or a year and going, Ooh, I'm so much, you know, I'm in a better place now. I think that you're doing something wrong. Right. I agree. And it, so I'm, I'm very interested in this move to uh, Houston. Did you know where you were going to stay when you got there? No, like literally my mom had called the cousin 
and asked him to take a look at the apartment. I just picked a random apartment. Uh, turns out it was in Chinatown. I didn't know, which doesn't matter. But I just, I, again, I didn't, that just goes to show how little I knew about like what I was getting into. So, um, yeah, there were like cockroaches and stuff in the, in the apartment, but like it was cheap and it was what I could afford. And, um, it was my first place by myself and I was excited. I was just excited. Like every day I was waking up, like it could have been pouring rain, like thundering and just like, <laughs> I slip in a puddle and I'm still like waking up, like just bird chirping, like and nothing's wrong. So well, I, I don't think there's anything that can really get you down. You have the most positive disposition of anyone and like the most infectious smile. Have you always been this way? Uh, yes. And honestly, it's just a nervous thing. Like I used to get in trouble from it because even when I would get reprimanded, like I would just smile or I'd giggle out of, cause I'm just like, ah, so, like, sorry kind of thing. And, um, yeah, like I've gotten timeouts extended and like groundings extended or even like another detention. Cause they, they think I'm laughing at them and I'm just like, no, I'm like trying to like do the thing where I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to smile. Um, but yeah, it's always been like this. So thank God uh, this is my in-ring character because otherwise I probably would have been screwed. I, I can't imagine you having an in-ring character any different from this. Like, have you ever given any thought to what a heel version of Kylie Ray would look like? So much because I want to be able to be dynamic and like versatile and I don't want to like get booked for something and God forbid, you know, the promoter's like, Hey, we need a heel. And you know, I'm like, Oh, I don't know how to do that. So like, it's always, I've always wanted to do it for like, like from the beginning of my career. And like, it's gotten more and more obvious, especially as of late. And I think like, I wrestle a lot at a company in Chicago called freelance wrestling. And like, I am always doing stuff that's like, um, like for example, like Stone Cold would like blur the, the baby face lines a little bit. And like, that's stuff that I was trying to do because I slowly wanted to just turn heel and like, they were not having it at all. Like they, the more aggressive I would get or the more I would cheat, like I'd use a chair, I'd use like the, the guardrail, like they would just cheer more. And I was like, oh crap, like this is this not working. <laughs> so like, so like now it's just like an ongoing joke at freelance. Like they'll say like, Kylie could, you know, I, obviously, I don't promote violence, but Kylie could, you know, shoot someone in the ring. I, I don't even like say that, but saying like do that, and like the crowd would still cheer, and like so it's just been a, a joke in Chicago that like I just, but I think it wouldn't happen like that anywhere else. I think it's just because I'm from here, so like I'm their girl, you know. Do you think you could wrestle a match without smiling? I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I maybe but I I just feel like I would break like sometimes I watch some people's promos and I'm just like how are you not like just laughing in in tears to yourself because some some it's just so entertaining so that's another reason why I'm like thank god I can smile because I'd be screwed Who, but I think I would, have, I would have to keep that like I it would almost be like a, mani a maniacal smile Ooh, yeah it could be the devious like Right. smiling but oh that yes you're evil right we'll see, whose, we'll see. whose idea was it to call you kylie because i mean it rhymes with smiley which is great and it's so fitting for you yeah um let's see so i think initially i had talked to my first trainer up here and we talked about getting a name and we just like came up with the name kylie ray but i never had a match up here and then when i went down to bookers and he was having me debut uh, I was initially doing just a segment, like an in-ring segment. And then the next show was going to be an actual match, but the in-ring segment, he said what my actual name is, but it's not really a name. That's like a wrestling name. Like it's just, it's, we used to make the joke like, Oh, it's like a Sims character name. So, um, then like Booker and I like sat down I was like, ah, that doesn't sound. And he's like, yeah, like we kind of agreed. Like, it's not really something that's you know, like it doesn't sound like him. He tried, like he tried saying it in like his deepest voice and it's just not. Um, but yeah. And then I, like, we talked about, I was like, Oh, with the previous trainer, we had discussed Kylie Ray and he's like, Oh, this, and he's like, I love it. And it's just, okay. So then we just, yeah, it was Kylie Ray from there on out. But, um, thank God. Cause I, and I also like, I like keeping that like little bit of privacy too. 
because there's been instances where like people have gotten like my home address and like sent me mail and stuff and like use my real name and it's like just to me it's like it's a little inappropriate like I like having like a little bit of boundaries um not a little bit a lot bit of boundaries sure because <laughs> you just never know so well the, I mean the lines are blurred in wrestling though like Kylie Ray the wrestler and Kylie Ray the person sitting here right now wearing a Star Wars shirt are one and the same and they're also different right exactly like I'm not just walking around in my wrestling gear every single day. Like, you know, like sometimes I get cranky when I haven't eaten, you know, like I'm a human being. So like um, sometimes uh, just as fan and like I, I, as a fan lose sight of that as well. Um, we forget that some people in the public eye are human beings. Um, but I think we're starting to, change that a little bit as the years go on. So that's pretty cool to see too. I want to, I want to ride with this for a second because I, I don't think there's anything that does make you upset. So what, what is, what is Kylie Ray's pet peeve? I, Oh, let's see. Oh my gosh. A pet peeve. I don't know if I have a pet peeve. It'll be some, Oh wait, I'm, I don't really like bad breath. I don't know if that's a pet peeve, but that's something I, I don't think that would like trigger me though. <laughs> like if somebody's disrespecting me and I'm hungry, I will be very upset. And I, oh, I will probably start like I will be very upset. <laughs> it's very convincing. <laughs> um no, but like I'll I'll start giving a little attitude. Like, especially if somebody starts like throwing jabs at me, like I'll be quick to throw it right back. Uh, just like a little sarcastic attitude a little bit sometimes some people need to you know get checked in their place um so but usually it's it's with humor uh unless i'm very hungry <laughs> but again we're all human so <laughs> driven by food always always and not deep dish pizza thin crust pizza but what else what else is the what's the go-to food right now the go-to well i'm trying to get ready for anniversary, So I've been sticking to my meals, but I think the go-to food is probably pizza from, there's this place, this local place called beggars pizza. And it's so good. Cause like they have like, I swear it's like three layers of cheese. It's an, an abundance mm. amount of cheese and it's so good. It's delicious. So I love that's pizza. Crazy. So you're speaking my language here. It's like a three to one ratio, like cheese sauce ratio. It's so good. That's like the pizza the Ninja Turtles used to eat. Remember when Wait, they would so take the slice and do nothing but cheese? <laughs> She's dripping. Um, yeah, I love that. That's great. But yeah, that's my go-to. But I'm definitely I'm a sweets person. Like I love like chocolate. Anything is I I just can't pass it up. So like having the discipline has been so hard. Uh, but yeah, I would say that's anything chocolate and then beggars pizza is the go-to. Hey, it's Chris. Just popping in for a second to thank our sponsor for this episode, Bet Online. And sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite sports teams and events. And there's no better place to start than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Get in on the action on this week's big UFC fight, or check out the odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. Yeah, the Premier League. Can't wait for your team to come back? Well, Bet Online has future odds, including win totals, division winners, even league championships. Or check out the daily simulations of Madden and NBA 2K to watch and wager on. Visit betonline.ag. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE, as your promo code. Bet Online is your online wagering experts. Slammiversary is just a few days away now, and if anyone's following you on social media, you've been like putting up some big weight at the gym. You've been posting your your deadlift videos. You you keep saying your goal is 230 pounds. I, I love goals. I always say vague goals get vague results. So specific goals get specific results. 230 pounds is your goal for the year. Yeah. You just put up 210 like it was nothing. So when do you think you'll be hitting this goal? To be fair, the 210, that was my third try because I did fail the first two. But yeah, I've been watching it. I was like, wow, okay, that did look easier than I thought, but it felt very hard. Perfect so form, too. 
<laughs> well, I think I've I've also been um, cutting back on calories since I have Slammiversary coming up. So I think I'm going to wait until after Slammiversary and then just have an obnoxious cheat day. And then just the day after that, just just straight go for the 230. Like I'm not even, so I'm just going to try it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to skip the 220, skip the 225 and go straight to the 230. So why 230? Well, that's, that's such a random gym number. I know it is like, like that's putting on the two and a half pound plates. I know. I think it's because the most I've ever done currently is 220. So I wanted to, I didn't want to do 225. I was like, oh, I'll just try to do 230. Um, but but you know what I mean? I 225 know. is two plates on each side. Yeah. 230 is two like plates and the two, the little baby things. But five pounds heavier than a PR is not as impressive as 10 pounds heavier to me. You know so what's like, even more impressive? 15 pounds heavier. Right, right. <laughs> well, we'll try. I'll, to be determined. We'll see how, how much it goes. I, think, I mean, you're going to. You're going to crush 230 before the end of the year for sure. Fingers crossed. I saw Chrissy James was, I think she was deadlifting like 230 or 240. Like it was nothing. So I was like, okay, now I got to keep up. And But that's what I love about social media is like, especially during quarantine, like everyone's been posting like their workout videos and like even like random challenges and stuff. And like, it's kind of like kept that community sense, like even though we're not actually physically able to like be around each other. So it's been cool. It's been like motivating and whatnot. How excited are you for Slammiversary? So excited. Like it's, this is our first live, yeah, live pay-per-view in what, since October, right? Or I don't know. I don't know exactly. Don't quote uh, me. Well, maybe Bound for Glory, right? Yeah. So that, yeah. So last year, something. Yeah. Yeah. But the point is just the fact that it's going to be live is just because there's, it, it just adds to the adrenaline because it's like, we know, like, hey, the, you got to get this in one take. So, like, and not wrestling consistently for like yeah, every week, it's going to be even more of a challenge. So, um, I think that adds to it. And just the fact that like the amount of people we're in the ring with and the, like <clears throat> the depth of talent in the match. So I think that just all adds to it. And, um, I'm, I'm just excited to see where it goes. Cause I've never been in a gauntlet match. So, well, I mean, and it, there's kind of like this caveat here because it's slammiversary it's live. And then there's no one there in the crowd. Great. Oh man. The, the things that we uh, we have to do now because of the pandemic. But, like, I completely understand, and I think it's safer that way anyways. But, like, it does add a sense of awkwardness to the matches. Like, it's very hard to get through um, just, like, two to three hours of just straight matches that are, like, they're, 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 there's nobody in the crowd. So I completely understand, like, the um, like the different style matches now, like the CGI and, like, um, like the pre-recorded ones. And I think you kind of have to make it more like entertainment based now, yeah. just because it's not, it just doesn't have the same feel. Like you need the crowd there in order to have just this standard, not always, but like it's asking a lot for the fans to do that. So, I mean, the fans are what makes some of the greatest matches, the greatest matches like rock Hogan, my favorite match of all time because of you know the crowd reaction for the first two three minutes right yeah they didn't even like touch at all like it was just, you can feel like just the atmosphere and like that's what i would always tell like my my non-wrestling fan friends <clears throat> so i would i would just be like you just have to go to a live event so like it's just yeah. different once you see it live because you can feel it there so like um yeah the fact that like it's not there anymore it's not as bad as i thought it was going to be or like as difficult i guess um because once you're in the zone you're just in the zone but yeah it was, it's definitely sometimes you can feel a little cringe <laughs> but it's fine <laughs> it well, is what it is. impact's going to be your home for a while how did yeah. this signing come together uh let's see so after the the bound for glory pay-per-view which even grateful that they gave me that opportunity um you know we had we were talking and discussing poss a possible contract 
but I just wasn't ready. Like I was very honest with them. I wasn't ready like mentally, physically, or emotionally. And like all the props to them, they were a hundred percent understanding. And it was the hardest decision, not hardest, one of the hardest, hardest decisions I ever had to make. I remember like even sitting on it for days, but I just knew in my heart, I was not ready. And, um, yeah, they were completely understanding. They're like, okay, like we'll keep in touch. And, and then a couple months later, they like reached back out and stuck to their word and offered. Yeah. And it was just at that time I was like, I'm ready. Like I was like, I was like slime, like slobbering. Like I was like, I need, like, I was like, I just want to wrestle. Like I'm ready for this. Like, I'm so like, I felt like I was starting like to get back in a groove and like the days weren't hard anymore. If that makes any sense to anyone who's gone through like some stuff. Um, so yeah, like once the days started getting better and better, that's when I was like, Oh, I want this like so bad. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was cool. And it was like, not just cool, obviously, but it was, it's a dream come true. Obviously any wrestler, that's what they want. Right. Usually. Um, but yeah, it's been amazing. Like, Did you feel like you needed that pause to be able to make yourself understand like, Oh yes. Like now I'm super excited about this. Oh Yeah. I firmly believe that if I would have continued going at the rate that I was going at, I wouldn't, I would have never came back. Like, I, I don't know where I'd be. I don't even know where I'd like, but it wasn't, it just wasn't healthy. Like th- that's the bottom line. And where I'm at today is just, it's a completely different person. And we even talked about like seeing where you are in the past, where you are now. It's like, mm. it's cool to see the progress. And um, yeah, I, I, I've loved it there. Like, it's just it's such a supportive group of people. And like, every time we walk in, it's like, it's fun and like lighthearted and like the people want to be there. And yeah. I And like, the matches are answer. really good in impact right now. Aren't they though? I was like, am I biased? Like, <laughs> but No, impact is- doesn't get enough love. Yeah, thank you. Oh, that means, that means a lot to me. I know I'm I've new been, to the I've group. Been through a like, lot of the, I was at Bound for Glory. I was at a few tapings in Vegas and the in-ring product, what's going on in the ring is amazing. And just unfortunately, there's not enough eyeballs on it right now. Yeah, which I get it. Like sometimes just our generation as a whole, we like stuff that's easily accessible um, and getting access to impact is not... I will say it's not as easy as some of the other streaming services, but it really, if you, if you look at it, it is like, it can be, it's just, it's not as familiar. So it's, it's not that it's harder. It's just, it's not as common. And yeah. that's, I think that's what we're starting to change is like, I feel like every week we're starting to get like a little bit more buzz and like a little bit more and like a little bit more. And it's just like, it's so fun to see because like, like the amount of talent they're bringing in, have you seen everyone they've signed like as of late? That's crazy in a good way, obviously. Yeah. Well, an impact has also found its home, like Monday's raw Tuesday's impact Wednesday's dynamite, like the whole week and impact has its whole, has its day there. Right. It's like, it's lo- like, it's almost like low key. Like we're just like slowly, like, like making moves under the radar type thing. And it's fun because like it's getting everyone excited because we're like, oh, that's just new people that we get to work with and like have all these awesome matches and like think about all the things we can do and like all the characters we can work with. And that's the thing is like impact every single person brings a little bit something different to the table. And like, yeah. that's awesome to see. I know that Gail Kim helps to book a lot of the, the stuff there. <laughs> like how excited you get when I mentioned Sorry. it. <laughs> <laughs> what have you learned from working with Gail? Uh, what happens I learned she's just like her mind is it's just one of a kind and like I'm so grateful to be able to work with her because like I've been such a huge fan like I literally like my top um is like designed after her top the, like once she got to impact because like I just I love the way it looked oh, wow. and, like, she's yeah she's just great and she's she was always so crisp in the ring and like fluid and like you know how some matches it she was wrestling at a time that like women's matches were like popcorn match. And like her matches weren't though. Like people would stay for her matches because they knew how good she was. And like to be able to learn from that, it's like, she's been everywhere. So it's, it's been a dream come true, honestly. Like just, I'm, I'm telling you every experience I've had there has been great. And she's, yeah. and she's the sweetest, nicest person. Right. She might oh. be nicer than you. I'm sorry. I, I don't, 
take any offense to that. I completely, <laughs> I completely understand. Like, I will vouch for that because she's so sweet. And she, like, keeps the entire locker room together and, like, in check and, like, excited. And that's, it's amazing. Like, when you, when you look at the whole landscape of potential um, people that you could wrestle and impact, who really stands out to you that you go, oh, when we have a match, it's going to be so great? I know initially, like immediately, Deanna came to mind. And that's because we've wrestled twice already. And both of our matches, like I've loved. But now that I think about it, like every single person in that division, I've wrestled, almost, I would say 99% of the women in the division. Um, I, I've i enjoyed every every single time I've been in the ring with them. And like, I just recently got to do something with Rosemary too, which was my first time being in the ring with her. And that was fun. And then like, hopefully one day to like, it's just, I think that like I had said before, everybody brings something different to the table and that's the fun part about it. So like, I think I'm just excited to work with anybody. Like, and how often does that happen? You know, like how often can you work, like walk into work and you're like, wow, I genuinely like enjoy everyone here. Well, the knockouts division is incredible. Like there's just oh, yeah. talent, endless amounts of talent there. Yeah. So great. Now, do you have your I eye on adding more? That's true. Do you have your eye on Jordan Grace's championship? I I would be lying if I said I did it. Uh, but I want to, I want to earn it. Like I want to work. I know I'm new here. Like I know I have to start from the bottom. I know I have to work my way up and I'm, I'm not, afraid to do that because I've done that so many different times at so many different companies. And since the start of my career, like I've always had to like work my way from the bottom and I'm, I'm excited to see, cause that's, that's my time to like, to, to own my craft, you know, it's, gonna, I don't know, like they, they gonna, they're now they're going to be ready because they're, they're in the spotlight right now. So like, yeah. I'm not the, so like, they're the only ones I'm worried about, but I'm not the only ones that they're worried about, if that makes sense. They have a target on their back. So I know that's just even harder on them. So we'll see. But I'm looking forward to Deanna and Jordan at Slammiversary because I know what both of them can do. And it's going to be it's going to be great. Well, Deanna said that you are her favorite wrestler. I know, right? I was like... I didn't, I didn't believe it at first. And I was like, wait, what? I like thought it was Photoshopped. And it wasn't. It was from her, like her Patreon, and the fact that like somebody like put that on Twitter just to show me like that's so sweet, and then she actually like confirmed it like that. You know, she didn't have to do that, and she's one of the sweetest people in and out of the ring, and she's helped me in more ways than you can even imagine. Like, especially like right after I broke my collarbone, she's somebody who like truly helped me through that process because it was a hard time. It was tough. Sure. But, yeah. You know, the, the energy that you have and the excitement you have and how much you smile, there's always a lot of comparisons between you and Bailey. Do those comparisons bother you? Uh, no, I think when when people get angry about it, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I understand it, but like, I don't see why everything has to be like this or that. Like, why does it have to be a comparison? And why does there have to only be one way how to be happy? Because like, at the end of the day, like, I just have ADHD, like, like legitimately diagnosed ADHD. Like, you can't take that away from me. You can't tell me I'm not that in the ring because I am like, that's me as a person. I'm genuinely, I'm just hyper. So like people misconstrue that as happy, which yes, I'm happy as well. But at the end of the day, I'm just a hyper person. So like, I get the comparison there, but it's almost like, Wrestling is the most superficial business. I mean, entertainment in general, let's be honest. But, like, people will be so quick to judge. And at mm. the end of the day, like, our in-ring abilities, we're just completely, uh, we're just completely different. Our, like, our styles are different. Um, and it was just, like, she inspired me. And I told her that. Like, she knows that. Like, I've met her and I've, like, tell, like, I'm, like, there is no Kylie Ray without Bailey. She's, like, one of the biggest inspirations of, like, my life. And because if you think about it, like, us growing up, we didn't have a lot of women to look up to. Like, she's yeah. one of, like, the first women to, like, like, strong, legit role models. I know she's saying she's not a role model now, but she was, like, at that point. And, yeah, it was just... 
like, that would be a fun match. Like, that's the stuff that people, like, don't think about. Like, that would be a fun match. That would be a fun tag. Like, that's the stuff that's, like, people are, I don't, I don't understand why people are so quick to get angry about something they don't quite know everything about. That's an yeah. I, why are yeah? Why would someone get angry about that? <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, <laughs> but I don't know. And that happens. And I feel like um, sometimes I don't know if it's insecurities or what, or just like <sighs> to me, when people like <clears throat> start comparing, it can like it can cause even more insecurities. And then like it just it's just I don't know the reason for it. Because at the end of the day, like, we're not just our appearance. Yeah. Like, you know that. Like, there's so many wrestlers who just, like, they're they're compared to, like, their in-ring in work. And usually it seems like a lot of women are, like, one of the first things they're taught, like, that is talked about them is, like, usually their physical appearance. And it's like, yep. why is that a thing? Like... That that is that is one hundred percent true. You you've nailed it. There are so many people that just look at what a woman looks like and not the wrestling ability that they have. Whereas a guy can look not great and they go, oh yeah, but come on, so and so such a great worker. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's like oh okay, and it's just and it's I will give it. It's changing nowadays, but um. Yeah, like there will there will be wrestling fans that will be like, I don't like that female wrestler because I'm not into blondes. It's like, yeah. what? What do you mean? They're a great worker. She's um her like her legs are too big or she's she's too short. She's too thick. She's too this. She's too that. And it's like, wait, how am I supposed to take that feedback and improve on that? Like, I don't get that. That You're not talking about, like, my technical skills. You're not talking about the structure of my match. Like, what feedback can I improve on, um, like, my my hairline? Like, I don't get, you know, just, like, stuff. Like, it's so, yeah. like, little. But, yeah, fans are ruthless sometimes. But then yeah. there are some people who are just so nice. And it's, like, those are the ones we got to focus on. Well, so. that's the thing. Like, 99% of your fans or, you know, the comments you see are going to be great. Yeah, I can't thank them enough. I don't know. That's why I was like, I don't know what I did to deserve all them because they're so sweet. Well, but, <laughs> but you yeah. reciprocated. Oh, thank you. That's. I think somebody had told me that. They're like, you're not Kylie Ray, the superstar. You're Kylie Ray from the laundry mat down the street that they want to cheer for. I was like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> well, it, it kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier. I think there's a lot of fans that see a little bit of themselves or a lot of themselves in you. And like your ring entrance is like, it just screams, I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. Which was actually like, it came across. I don't even know how, like, it was just a joke one day. Like, I think um, I had seen somebody from, I think it was AAA. I was watching uh, just a highlight video of like all these lucha moves I wanted to try. And somebody did uh, a suicide dive, but they didn't put their, they used their hands at their side. And they just dove out head first. And I was like, wow, that's wild. I would never be able to do that. And then one time, like, I had a run in, I think. And I just ran. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to just slide in like this. So then I slid in. And I came to the back. And, like, everyone was like, oh, that was hilarious, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll just start doing it. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. It's And I feel like that's how a lot of, like, the, the character stuff has come about. Is, like, I've genuinely just accidentally outspoken and it's been something that's come off either like awkward or like goofy and um i think they relate to that like we were talking about and sometimes it comes off very hokey and it's like awkward and not comical at all but then sometimes it works and it's fun well whatever you're doing is working and you know this (laughs) No. Um, no i don't think i know the extent like i feel like sometimes people or I don't know if I'm just downplaying it or what, but um, yeah, I'm. Let's just say I'm just enjoying the journey. I'm very happy to be here. Well, and you know, and like we talked about, this journey is really just beginning. Like the, especially your journey with Impact, you know, is only a few months in right now. It's going to be so fascinating to have this conversation one year and two years and five years from now. <laughs> I, and I always make the joke I've been saying since my first day of training, ah, I got about two years left. 
And then like seven years later, I'm like, oh, I got about two years left. <laughs> so like, what's hard is like eventually one day I would like to hopefully like settle down and start a family. Um, but so that's one thing that's like hard as like a female performer. And I guess like some male performers go through this as well, but like just taking the time off to like give birth and like go through the pregnancy. That's something to like always consider. And then trying to like get back in ring shape after a pregnancy is going to be extremely difficult, but I got time to think about it. I got about two years left. So we'll see. No, I'm just kidding. There it is. Another two years. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wrestling while pregnant may not be, you know, the safest thing. I would never. Oh gosh, I couldn't even imagine. Oh. But there's, you know, but there's lots of there's lots of women who have babies and then come back and have, have great careers. Yeah. And they look amazing while doing it too. So I'm gonna have sure. to ask for some <laughs> some feedback or some some tips on what to do. So um, but yeah, there are a lot of people. It's just that making that decision to take that time off could be, but sometimes people don't have the option to make the decision. It just happens. And it's sure. a surprise. That's beautiful, but right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised at this conversation, by the way. Yeah, I don't know. This has just been fun. Yeah. Right. I'm very interested on. in this, this pause that you had before signing with impact. Was there something that you read or spoke to or someone you spoke to or something that helped you kind of align yourself and be ready for what was next no not one bit which is funny because that's the type of person i am where i'm like it wasn't until after i already came back and had like that first appearance that's when people like i started opening up a little bit more and talking to people and that's when i started realizing like hey mental health is a real thing and like a lot of people suffer from it and like i don't know why it's not a more common topic of discussion to just talk about just like not even just in wrestling, but in life. But yeah, like yeah. talking to a lot of other wrestlers, I, it just helped me f- get over some of the things I was going through, like helping talk it out and um, yeah, realizing that it's okay to talk about. But initially I am so like just the spur of the moment type of person. And that first show back, like I got asked literally the night before they're like, Hey, do you want to work this match? I was like, you know what? Yeah, I did. Like, I was like, screw it. I was like, I had been like wanting to, but I just like, you, have you ever wanted so badly to do something, but like just had in just a ridiculous amount of fear, like almost like a painful amount of fear that mm. stopped you from doing it. So like, that was kind of like the struggle. And then like the, and it was my boyfriend who I ended up wrestling. And I'm pretty sure if it was anybody else, I probably wouldn't have done that. But like, I trust him and we've wrestled before and uh, I'm comfortable with him. And it was also going to be at a show where like a lot of my friends were at. So um, it was more, it was like, why not? And then once it was announced and I started getting like messages and messages, I was like, wow, this feels like a huge mistake. But like, <laughs> we, <laughs> we wrestled and it was everything I needed. Like after that match, it was just like a weight was lifted. Um, and that's when slowly, like, I think like you started seeing me more and then like the, the Instagram came back and the Facebook or the Twitter came back. And then I started like being able to, cause I was also, I went to like two or three different therapists and like, yeah, it was a long battle, but it was, I look back now and I'm very grateful for that because I know like I was hands down the toughest hardship, like I had ever been through in my life. And I think I came out a completely different person in the best way possible. You so. seem like you're in a much better place now. Thank you. Thank you. Well, not that I, not that I knew I didn't know you. I hadn't talked to you before, but you just seem like you're in a great place now and in a great headspace. I'm not crying. You're crying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, no, but thank you. I do. I think this is the most I've been at peace with myself in my entire life. Um, That's great. Because, thank you. Thank you. If, if we had had the same conversation a year ago, when you were obviously very excited signing with AEW, would you have been in the same headspace? Um, absolutely not. That was my lowest point. Like a year ago today is probably not just today, but a year and a month, like the June, July August, yeah. right, was probably the hardest time in my life. And I, I'm going to be honest, I don't even know if we'd be in this interview. Like, I don't think I would have even had the courage to like respond to like 
doing an interview. I just, I had no confidence. Like it wasn't like I had, I was losing control of like my, my muscles. It was to a point like it was, it was detrimental. Like it was bad. So like seeing, like I've had that because like, you know, a year ago you start having like little triggers and like memories of like where your life was and like, oh, oh crap. Like remembering like, oh yeah, a year ago was, that was today, a year ago. And like, just going through everything. Um, I wasn't like, yeah, there were still some triggers, but overall, like, yeah, I feel like I'm, I've grown from everything and I, I genuinely feel good in life. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's accepted. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, these, you got the double thumbs up here. More like this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Are there things you work on every single day? Yes. So like, as far as like therapeutic wise, like self care. Sure. Uh, I always try to take like a warm bath with Epsom salt. And every day. I have, yeah, it's, it works. It does. Wow, okay. Um, and I also, I listen to, cause something that helped me and I don't push religion at all, but church helped me. So like, I listen to like a religious podcast podcast every day. And then something that helps me the most is I have a diary with me. And usually I just write, um, just anything like how I'm feeling, like I'll write to myself, I'll write to like God and just like try to think about like everything, all the good in my life, like what I'm thankful for. And that stuff, like, I don't know if it's just like the movement or just like the release of just how you're feeling or what, but it helps like writing truly helps. I don't know if you've ever tried it, but no, I, I, I journal and I, a, yeah. a quote, I can't remember who it's from. I'm sure we can look it up, but the, the quote really spoke to me. It said, I don't know what I think until I write it down. Yes. And it's so right. true that we have these thoughts in our mind and these ideas of what we think about something. But then when you have to put pen to paper and actually physically make the words with your hand, you go, oh, wow, that is yeah. what I think. Yeah. I remember my first day journaling, and it was a year ago, uh, probably June. And my I was so just angry that like my, sorry, my low battery came up that I was, my writing wasn't even legible. It didn't look like my writing. Like usually my, my writing, my print is very clean and uh, like bubbly. And this was like, I was just angry. Like I was just right. Like there was a point, like my muscle, like I just had to get it out. And then mm -hmm. I slowly started like writing and like writing and like how I was feeling. And like, it's true. Like I, I almost couldn't put, like, I was so frustrated. I couldn't put into words how I was feeling until I got that little bit out. Like, it was like, almost like my tantrum. Like, it was so weird, but like, it's true. Wow. Like, that's, that's like our brain, like, telling us like, hey, like this, this is how you're feeling. Try to, um, like, just, like, just realize or be aware, like, what is going on. So, yeah. uh, and it's helped me tremendously, like, being aware of my emotions. Like, hey, I'm hungry now. I should eat. Hey, I'm starting to get anxiety. Hey, take a deep breath. Like just little things like that. So it helps. Well, I think that you being so open about this and being so honest about it is going to help a lot of people who are struggling with this. A lot of people who are dealing with it and maybe don't know what to do. They don't have an outlet. And hearing someone like you talk about dealing with it makes them go, oh, I'm not in this alone. Oh, that makes me happy. Good. Even if this can help just one person, like, yeah, absolutely. Cause I know I needed it and it helped me tremendously. So fingers crossed, hopefully it works. It oh no, there, there will definitely be people that go, this has helped me immensely. That's good. good. I, this has been great. I just love hanging out with you. Ah, thank you. Right. I was like sweating initially and I'm like, all right, we're good. <laughs> like before we started or, or what? I know. I just get nervous for interviews. Like I was telling like my boyfriend's in the other room and I was telling him, I was like, I'm so nervous for this interview. I'm so nervous. He's like, why? I was like, I don't know. But now we're like rolling. I was like, I don't know why I was nervous. I was like, hanging out on FaceTime basically. <laughs> You've had a breath of fresh air and I love it. It's great. <laughs> so oh, well, through a view. And I love that you're just, I love that you're sitting on the floor right now. It's so me. Like people will offer me chairs, like in locker rooms. I'm like, no, I'm good on the floor. I like it. <laughs> I don't know. It's a thing. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see your match at Slammiversary. And I'm so excited for what the future holds for you in Impact Wrestling. Thank you. Me too. Stay tuned, right? <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Is Gemini around? Should we say goodbye to her? I think she's sleeping now. Gemini? Oh. Yeah, she's sleeping. I'll tell you guys said uh you said goodbye. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it so much. And remember, slam anniversary, July 18th. Isn't she fun? Big thank you to Kylie Ray for this. Big thank you to you for being the best part of every single episode. Seriously. Otherwise, it's just me in my spare bedroom that I call an office, using air quotes there. And it's just me standing here, talking into this mic. And somehow, through the magic of technologies and the internets, it arrives in your eardrums. Isn't that amazing? Hmm. Take a screenshot. Tag me. I'm at Chris Van Vliet. Tag Kylie. She is at I am Kylie Ray. Let us know you're listening. Let us know what you enjoyed about this episode. And also let me know who I should have on next. It'd be great to hear from you. I hope you're watching Slammiversary this weekend. I'm excited to see Kylie in the ring. I'm excited to see a lot of these matches at Slammiversary. You know, we talked about journaling. We talked about Kylie writing down her thoughts and how much that's helped her over the last year. So, Here's that quote that I said during the interview. It's from Joan Didion. And she says, I don't know what I think until I write it down. Mm, so good. Have the best weekend. Happy Slammiversary. Be well. And we'll see you next week.